Podcast. The ASOS Podcast. Guys, guys, what's that thing like you hook into your ceiling and then you get like that, that, that rocking machine that you can have in your bedroom? What's it called? <laughs> oh, I, I don't even know, but I feel like it's some yeah, sort of like BDSM thing or something. It's, it's, hey, it's, it's definitely something that's a bit, a bit, it could be very useful for the right person. I think right now, man, you could definitely, <laughs> definitely deal with that. What are you saying, man? You gotta invest, yeah? No, that's all you, man. That's all you. <laughs> show me, show me the one that you have in your bedroom in the mic. Hey, hey, hey! The shit I got in my bedroom. Can't, can't be showing the, can't be showing our audience that, man. It's, it's a, it's a lot. Let's put it that way. No, Jake. I'm, I'm a very, my bedroom looking very vanilla right now. I've even, I've even got white bed sheets on my bed right now. It's very vanilla. white bed sheets. Damn. White bed sheets, baby. That's I can't good. ever have white sheets because I molt so much hair. It will get annoying. Well, you know what? Yeah, when you have white bed sheets, it's a lot more difficult to make a mess. Anyway, on that, on that bombshell, welcome to the podcast, guys. Yay! <laughs> um, what do you call it? Welcome to the Air Source podcast. Everyone, what's your socials? You can find me at OCClark underscore 10 on Twitter. You can find me, Emmanuel890, on Twitter. And you can find me at Mr. Matty Lee on Twitter and at Mr. Underscore Matty Lee on Instagram. And Matty, you going to give us the actual podcast socials as well? Course, course. Yeah, follow ASOS, um, ASOS underscore on uh, Instagram, ASOS underscore on Twitter. Engage, we'd love to hear it from you Lovely jubbly. Okay, so this week we're not joined by ASOS Afia. She was unavailable for this recording, but um, hopefully we get her back on the podcast sometime soon. But um, yeah, she's she sorely missed. Um, let's start with the first album review of the week. Who wants to go? Cool. Um, shall we just get Justin Bieber out of the way? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Right. Um, I, I'm not looking forward to this review because I didn't really like the album. Um, it felt a bit lazy. There wasn't anything that stood out other than the tracks that that had features. It just like vocally, it wasn't amazing. The beats weren't amazing. It just it was just a very eh album. Um, that being said, there were a few highlights. Uh, the track with Chance that was really good. Uh, mainly for Chance's part. Uh, the last track, Lonely, was really good. And I have to bring up the track listing. I can't remember the tracks because it was that bad. Um, I think I deleted the album. I did. And <laughs> I said delete, you know. <laughs> wow. Was that trash? Peaches, uh, the track with Daniel Caesar and Givon. Yeah, that was my standout track. And that track didn't really fit with the album. And I think it's a single. Um, at least that's what Apple Music tells me. So if the whole album sounded like that and the Chance track, it would be wicked. But it doesn't. It's very soft and it just feels there. So I'm not... I can't really say anything else about this album. I'm not... <laughs> say no more. Man, you want to go or should I go? No, no, you go. All right, so album is trash, right? I, I don't know what people were thinking with this one because it hasn't got anything that you'd really usually associate with him. I understand that he did like Christian songs when he was younger and he's done Christian songs on other albums too, but he hasn't done them like throughout the album like he has on this one. Um, I don't think any of the beats are particularly good. I don't think any of the songs are actually particularly good. Case of lie, I think there were two all right songs, Holy and Peaches. Holy is the one who chanced the rapper and Chance was in his bag on that song. So that was a good song, actually, Holy. Um, I think that I'm not going to see this album again. There's no reason for me to. And I also noticed that on some, about two or three of the tracks, he was copying the, the cadence and like the, the general melody of popular songs. I know on one of them, I can't remember which the name of the song is, but I remember one of the songs, it was I'm essentially copying like Jennifer Lopez's melody on I'm Real. So, um, 
yeah, was, I just don't really know what he was trying to do with this album. It might, if, with his fan base, it probably still go platinum, but it is actually a rubbish album. But yeah, Manny, what's, what's your view? Yeah, again, um, this album feels like a personal project uh, for Justin. Um, it, I feel like last year he released his Changes album, which was more of his um, pop bag. Uh, I'm not sure if you remember, he had a tune called Yummy, uh, which was like a big smash from last year. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, exactly. I'll probably um, at some point. He had another track with Quavo as well, uh, called Intentions. Yeah. yeah, so like last year was his record label rollout, whereas I think this album is more sort of, all right, let me take the reins and let me put songs that I want to kind of sing, etc. Um, mainly, you never know, sometimes artists go back to back like this just to have like a massive set list for when they go out on tour. Um, Like, again, that could be one of the reasons, but what do I actually think of this album? Yeah, it's gospel-y. I feel like he gets a lot of that Hillsong's, um, he captures a lot of that Hillsong's essence. Hillsong's, for you that don't know what it is, it's um, like an evangelical church that focuses a lot on like praise and worship style uh, music, but in, they've kind of remixed it to be more modern. Uh, just listening to this album, you'll catch those vibes there. Um, my standout song was probably Holy on here. And yeah, what, what did you guys think about him taking like more of a BLM stance? Do you feel like he's just doing that because of the times or like getting like MLK samples, etc., etc. That um, MLK sample threw me by surprise. When I saw it on the track list and I was like, hmm, what, like, is that actually Martin Luther King? And then when I heard it, I was just like, it just it just didn't flow with the album. So I don't understand it, but I guess it may have, may have been coming from a good place, but I didn't understand it. It didn't flow at all, but um, I agree with Ollie. It probably was coming from a good place. And I think that I'm pretty sure... Last year, when the riots were taking place, Justin Bieber went on record as saying that he's um, a BLM supporter. So I don't think it's something that he's just trying to, um, you know, after the event, try to support it. I think that he's um, on those events. I know that the BLM movement is still ongoing, but you know what I mean? The the mass protests have crawled quite a bit. But now I think it's a, it was coming from a real place and it's hot. But it absolutely didn't fit in this album. Not to say the message didn't fit, but that particular clip, it just there was no flow to it. And even after that clip was played, the, the song that came on after, it was, it just, I don't know, it just didn't really think it fit, bro. So, yeah, it was, um, I don't know, I think it's a very just a lackluster effort from him in general. Yeah. Do you think it was lackluster, though, or do you think he missed the mark? I think it was shit. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Like, I've, I've, I've heard Justin Bieber albums are good. You know what I mean? I've heard good Justin Bieber albums and and I said albums as plural. Like, he has a couple in there that are all right, but that was just not good. It was, it just wasn't it, you know? That ain't it. And, and, and I think it's, and I really think it's from all aspects, the, the lyrics, the actual singing, the beats, the, the cohesion that like it had it had nothing to it that made me think oh this is a good album like it's not what what do you guys rate it um it's it's a two from me there were some highs especially the track with Kid Leroy he actually outperformed Justin but generally speaking it's a poor effort it's a two from me as well what you say Manny I'm going to give it a three. I don't think it was terrible, but I think he missed the mark. Fair enough, fair enough. Like, for me, it was, it was below average, so it has to be a two. But um, I don't think it was, like, complete garbage. Like, to say it's a one, but it was it was shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Um, what should we do next? Should we do, like, another review, or should we talk about some news? 
Um, let's let's just knock out the reviews, I reckon. Yep. All right. Cool. Let's go with Benny the Butcher then. The flux I met too. Manny, what are you saying? Benny. 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 Did you say Benny the Butcher? Mm-hmm. Plugs I met too. Yeah, this was a lovely, lovely album. Um, enjoyed it. I thought, like, he brought out all of New York on this, um, from Fat Joe, Jim Jones, French Montana, um, even gave some respect to Chinks, R.I.P. Um, like, yeah, this is a dope album. Songs are really good. Um, my favourite was probably Plug Talk featuring Two Chains. Um, on the other beat selection was quality, but Harry Ford, what do you expect? Um, yeah, this was a solid, solid album. Big, big effort from uh, Benny the Butcher. This guy doesn't rest. I think we probably reviewed like at least one member of his crew every other pod at least mm, I hear what you're saying yeah 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 Griselda's yeah, active They're active in the streets um, it's actually mad how they how they've risen uh, like every time there's a Griselda release we always have to pay homage to the label but it's it's weird because like a lot of them are family and then it's like for them to all just come through at the same time. It's and really, I wouldn't say they got the rap game in the chokeholds. I would say it's quite that, but they have a really strong influence on how rap is sounding right now. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, if if you're thinking of like traditional rap, like almost underground, they definitely have a chokehold on this. Like they've yeah. they've got that in the strong arm. Uh, they've got the New York rap scene not under smash and key under, under smash not lock and key <laughs> they've got the New York <laughs> they've got the New York rap game on smash okay they've got that, that that's about a doubt but I wouldn't say it's a national thing nah nah my boy 6ix9ine has it under under like oh my fucking days <laughs> oh man you need no, to let I'm joking I'm joking um, but in real you, talk I think yeah, of course he is. He's oh, enjoying nice. life. Um, nice. Pops makes got it unlocked though. Like he's on, he's still in that um, Billboard charts. Like even after his passing, he's yep. actually overtaking Eminem for the longest uh, record. No, for the record for the longest time spent uh, in the charts. Either as number That's one or something else. Nuts. I have so, to say this right. I didn't realize how much Pop Smoke was loved when he was alive. Because this is going, this is mad. This, what he's doing with his album, his posthumous album, is is crazy. I, I never expected that to happen. I knew that there was a big outpour of love for him, but the fact that the kids loved him, it seemingly they loved him more than than Triple X. When you look at how how no. he's doing, you look at how he's uh, well, doing, like it's a lot of people still liking it. Like song, and to me. There were like two or three good songs on the album, but it wasn't that good. And I don't know—is it just—is it just Dior? Is that what's making everyone keep spinning it? I, I think I think it's the I think it's the rollout and the timing of it all as well, right? You have to remember with X, X was only about to start becoming mainstream, right? And with Pop Smoke, I think pretty much crossed over, didn't he? He got he crossed over at the end. He, that's when he crossed over, right? He released his um, question mark album and then his passing. And I think at that point, he was going to start crossing over. But you have to remember with X, he had mad charges on him. So it was a bit like, I don't think he was ever going to be like embraced like that. Whereas with Pop Smoke, oh, yeah, he did a really good... Exactly. Pop Smoke did a really good rollout first time around, got his name out there met the right people, had the right connects. And then, you know, that deal was a banger. And then I think at the time of his passing, like that's when his stuff was starting to catch flame. And then, yeah, at the time of his passing, he was still in the charts with his first stuff. So I don't know, it's just momentum maybe, just continuing it. No, I heard that, I heard that, I heard that. Um, but no, it's crazy. I, I, I just didn't expect it at all. 
um, he, I, I can't say he doesn't deserve it. He does. Yeah, I agree. He definitely deserves it. Mm. Okay, this so... My, like, do you think ever, like, UK artists could level that success, like, here and across the pond using drill? I, I just... I think it's great that he's doing that. And he's getting, he's getting, he's getting, um, he's getting all the love he deserves for, for the quality of his music, right? But I just think to myself, it's a bit mad that I don't know. I don't want to speak badly about someone that's passed away. I, I personally didn't think that Pop Spoke was that much better than UK Julius, but he was getting so much more love than them. And that's the only crap I really had about him. But then what I will say is this also. I heard a clip of Pop Smoke rapping on, I think it was Funk Master Flex show. And um, he was crazy. He could rap normal rap, like not drill rap, like normal rap. He could rap crazy. He was supremely talented. And I think he's a rapper that would probably have gone on to make music that I would appreciate more. Even so, Dior was a crazy track. I love that track. But it's a case of, I think that he would have done a different style of rap as well, which is something that I appreciate more than Joe. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. But yeah, man. Um, it's just, it's just, yeah. It's just, it's a shame that he passed and like, you know, rest in peace, yeah. Pop Smoke, man. R.I.P., man. Yeah, rest in peace. So, anyway, what are you saying, Ali? What are you thinking about the album? The plugs I met too. Um, from, <laughs> from the first ten seconds, I knew I was gonna love it, man. Just that that opening track was was phenomenal. The beat, crazy. Benny had a solid throw throw flow throughout the whole album. Um, there's not much I can say. A man didn't say it was just it was just a really well put together album. It flowed amazingly well. Um, the features were well thought out. It was just, it was just an excellent project. Um, I loved it. I've been listening to it all week, and actually, the first time I listened to it, I got like four or five tracks in, wheeled it back, got four or five tracks in again, wheeled it back, and then just listened to it. I, I really enjoyed this album, and um, I'm just happy Benny put it out. Like we've had some poor weeks this year. And this kind of turned the tide for me, so I loved it. It was it was just really good from start to finish. It was really good. Um, and Fat Joe, I forgot he had it. Like shout out to Fat Joe. It was just just a really good album. I, can't, I, can't I don't really else. understand what's going on with these like two thousands early two thousands rappers right now, but they're having a mad renaissance. In fact, Joe is one of them, but especially Jim Jones. Jim Jones has been like, last two or three projects he's put out have been crazy. And I thought they'd be better than anything he did. Like, actual, like, like quality-wise, it's better than anything he did during his actual peak. Yeah. Like, he's having like a second peak, if you like, because when you think about, you know, songs like We Fly High or whatever, they were, they were, they were hype, whatever. But when you look at like, the, the lyrics he was spitting, it wasn't really saying much, even so the songs are bangers, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I I think music's changing, though, isn't it? Like, it's the the music, the instrumentals can be caught by those rappers now, if that makes sense. I think we went through a period where a lot of the music was quite new, but it's now maturing and mixing maybe some of those older influences I, 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 I back don't into know. I don't know if that could really be said for, for American rap, to be honest with you, because when you look at it, the, the game was already quite mature in, in the mid, like early to mid-2000s. So, you know, when Dipset were, were, were doing well, that, that wasn't like a particularly new sound. It wasn't, I mean? so, but it was Just Blaze, and Just Blaze was ahead of his time. I, I, I get what Manny's saying, like, it went from the boom back. Mm like stuff to stuff that was a lot more complicated and there was like an awkward transition and it feels like that transition is over I, I still have to disagree with that to be honest with you because I, get, I do get the whole boom rap aspect right? but you're forgetting that you also did the west coast sound as well was out at the time 
and this would have been around the time when the South were coming through the Yeah, but the West Coast weren't collaborating with the likes of Jim no, Jones I'm not, and I'm all not of that. You know? and, but the, the music Jim Jones is making now isn't a West Coast sound either. It's a different sound, I'll give you that, but it's not a West Coast. But my point I'm making here is that the sound, music he was making, like the song, for example, I said, We Fly High, was that particularly different than what was made, like, say, five years earlier? I, I don't think it was. But I don't think it was, but I think it was like the times when all you had to do was nail a hook. Like as yeah. long as you nailed a hook, that was it. Like there was that, there was being Benz or Bentley, like if you look at their songs in their entirety, they're not actually that great, but the hook is so phenomenal that it just carries a track. But then yeah. again, I don't know how this became a dips conversation, but then if you look at it like that again, right? Joe Santana at the time, he was destroying these these beats. His lyrics were on fire <laughs> yeah. in his songs. Especially the which ones that the um the sort the remix to that dream song. I can't remember what oh my god, what's the song called? Oh, but I remember he said that that he said something about um oh he made something about the song the lyrics about Barack Obama <laughs> being the first lady putting his Barack in your like, He just destroyed it. Oh, I'm gonna Google this right now, man. It's just it's amazing that song because <laughs> I will say, yeah, that time period, he was he was going ham. Like, um, there was, uh, I think it was Carter Three. Rocking that thing remix, I think. Oh my days! Yeah. On it and ludicrous and everything. Like, hold a death jump on it, basically, and like fabulous on it. And, that was a big yeah, he, tune. He, he, and he he went last. He he killed everyone. Look at the list like I said that was on that song, and he destroyed everyone, right? And then on top of that, Cameron has always been mad lyrical. So, again, I just don't get it with Jim Jones, but yeah, moving forward, like, I haven't even done my... Wait, <laughs> I wait, I, w- my- I, w- I want to bring out one more person. Paul Wool. He, he, he's come out of the... He's come out of the cemetery as well. He's come out of the casket. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that Savage remix. Crazy. Yeah. And Paul Wool's another one, you know, he's a proper underground... Le- is he even an underground legend? Because, like, I feel like he, yeah, he's he had commercial success as well, though. But yeah, he's, he's a legend in Texas without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. I remember um, like getting him. Right. Go on. Listen, I do okay. want to just make my point. I think what I was saying was like the difference. Like, for example, Jim Jones wasn't going to be rapping on XXX or uh, Lil Uzi Vert album. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. That That's the distinction I was trying to make. Okay, so I get that, right? I get that totally. The only what I'm trying to say here is that it's weird for me to hear Jim Jones now being so lyrical or whatever with his with his music when it's not something he was before. I wouldn't expect him to develop right. so much as he's like in his forties now, or when he wasn't doing it in his twenties and thirties. Whereas, and, and, okay, answer. And and it's like it's weird because it's like you know it's it's like. I don't know. It's like Wale. It's, let's put it It's like Wale, for example, at 40, decided now he's just going to make music whereby he flows well, but there's no depth to the lyrics. I could never imagine it happening because it was, it's not what he did for such a long time, you know? Wale, you know, with, with his songs, you're going to have to listen to it like five times because the song, the his two bars might mean 10 different things or something like that. He's always got amazing lyrics whenever he spits. But yeah, for me to drop my review on the plugs I met too, honestly, I think I'll just listen to it again. Because you guys have been so magnanimous. Where can I speak today? You guys have been so positive with your review. I'm not going to try to use my big words anymore. You've been so positive in your review that it makes me think that maybe I've clicked on the wrong link and I listened to the wrong song, the wrong album, because I was not feeling it. Apart from the song of Two Chains, which I thought was crazy, Two Chains like completely smoked Benny on on that track. Apart from that track, I just wasn't really really feeling it. I just I don't know. I feel like I I I like Benny the Butcher. I think he's a great rapper, but um, I felt like it wasn't it. But the two tracks I did like on the album, as I said, the track of Two Chains, Plug Talk, and also um, Thanksgiving which was the last track. But another thing that is quite weird as well is that every time, every single time we listen to an album that's produced by Harry Ford, I'm always like, oh my God, Harry Ford this, Harry Ford that. 
And again, for, I don't understand. I wasn't feeling it. Apart from those two songs I mentioned, again, with those two beats, I really loved them. But the others, I just wasn't feeling it. So I need to listen to it again. Maybe I was in the wrong setting when I was listening to it or wrong mood, whatever. But um, anything X Harry Ford is meant to be something that I love and it wasn't the case with this one. So let's see what happens. Uh, what was your, what were you guys standout songs? So I'm going to go with Plug Talk. Uh, Manny? Come back to me, innit? Come back to me. Let me get All right, um, Ollie. Oh, wait, we're back to Manny again. <laughs> All right, I'll give you my one. So, my, my standout song was um, Plug Talk. And okay. My standout song also is Plug Talk. Okay, so we're unanimous on that one. So, give me your scores, lads. Give me your scores. So, four. yeah, it's four a four. Years. Four. Solid four, like deep in the four. Like so deep, he can smell five, but it's it's, it's a four still. still okay, four. so it's, it's a three for me, but I feel like I need to come back to this. So probably next week's pod, I might actually update my score because I'm sure that I'm meant to be a four from what you guys are saying, from the fact that it's Benny, the fact that it's Harry Ford, right, right now it's a three, maybe even a two, but um, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fluid one, this one. It's a liquid score, this one. We're going to come back to it next week. Um, yeah, so let's see who's next. Right, no, let's, let's, let's talk about some news, actually. I feel like there's another podcast that, that's been hitting the news recently. What are you saying? Ollie? Oh, my days. Our biggest rival, our biggest our competitor. Biggest rival, be trying to... The pressure got to them. <laughs> They heard about us from across the pond. As well, when they felt rattled for real, they 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 couldn't handle the sauce. <laughs> we're not we're not Heinz, yeah. There was too much sauce in their ears. Have you ever had yeah. sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce? I have, I have. That shit is wild. You know? That's what we are, and they mm. are HP brown sauce. Yeah, everyone loves brown. I don't like brown sauce. It's nasty, but everyone loves brown sauce. But the Joe Budden podcast <laughs> is brown That's sauce. That's what man. he said. <laughs> 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 but um, no, all jokes aside, Rory and Mal are splitting away from the Joe Budden they podcast. They are pissed. And apparently it stems down to, I think the deal that Spotify offered them was 30 million, obviously split. Mm. Amongst them, um, the production crew, Rory Mao, Albert Parks, that's the one, and Joe. And it seems like they're not happy that Joe turned it down and that he wanted to go it alone. And do Patreon. Yeah, and I don't think anyone's paying $25 for the Patreon podcast. Yeah, so I remember when this was announced, but I did the maths in my head and I was like, they, oh, but they do not have enough followers. That's like looking at their Twitter. I don't know how many people stream their their Spotify, but let's look at their Twitter. They didn't have enough followers to demand that much because of the amount of money they would have to basically be charging each follower just to listen to their content. It just, the maths are there for me, you know? So I didn't really understand where he was going with that. I thought that he was trying to smoke out another offer and it seemed like it just hasn't come through for them. Yeah, there's that, but there's also, it was poorly timed. We're in a pandemic, right? If mm. this happened post-pandemic when, like, the world was going crazy, like, everything was open across the world, people could fly in and out as they wanted to, and hip-hop news was just, like, coming coming out, like, like mental, like a mental weight, rate, even. I could kind of understand it. If you want to go it alone, charge people for a premium subscription service where you're going to have footage and stuff like this, but... It doesn't it doesn't make business sense right now, and I think he got gassed as being like a director of something for Patreon and getting all the shares. But I I don't know how well Patreon does. I I don't know what sort of money, not money. I think I don't know how good. I think it's easy are. to to shit on Joe Budden, really, right? But I think uh, do you guys follow the pod in that? Like, do you watch it like a lot? Uh, I, I watch it often. I used to. Awesome. 
But like three hours, four hours, okay, so I can't I, do it. I, I stop. I stop supporting uh, this podcast when he when he stops supporting us. To be honest. <laughs> I, I listen to Joey Pod, Joey's podcast all the time, and like for me, um, I felt like I've been following this journey. Right, it, it kind of started from like a Joe Biden philosophy versus a Charlemagne philosophy, where Charlemagne was partnering with his company in order to create like a network, podcasting network. Joe Biden wanted to do the same and get paid this like equivalent if that makes sense to like a network would pay for example Ringer was sold to Spotify for something ridiculous like 200 million Hmm. right and I I think Joe wanted to kind of emulate that success in thinking that his reach was similar if not more than a Ringer's reach but what's happened over the last few months is that he's expanded. He's got two female shows, right? Let's see, the thing is, and girl, I guess. Um, and those shows aren't doing as well as the pod, like his the Joe Biden podcast. I think the audience isn't the same. Maybe he's trying to attract a different audience, but that hasn't really worked, if that makes sense. Man, can, um, I, can I and it hasn't because like, I want to give yeah. an analogy there it's like it's like when you have an Instagram model right that has like a million say she's got like a million followers for example but she like has her OnlyFans hypersexual page right and most of her followers are men right and then she decides that she wants to start doing arts and crafts <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what it's like with Joe Biden doing these other podcasts like is he doesn't it's like he's not understanding that his fan base wants a certain type of content yeah. and he's now trying to push other content that people are not interested in Joe Bodden for. They might want yeah. if a guy wanted to know about that sort of stuff, he may go to somebody else, like maybe like Derek Jackson. Can I ask you guys as well, like when you guys watch the Joe Biden podcast, what do you watch it for? Personally, I watch it to see that big old vein pop out his neck and his head. It's just, it's, it's just funny when he's like spazzing. I, I like it when he starts sitting the space bar on his, on his MacBook. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, you need one no. of them, man. You need one of them. And then, and then you see that like, he starts getting really, really intense with his conversation. Like, like, I told you this. And it's like, yeah. Don't forget the pauses. Don't forget the pauses and, 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 and the intense stares. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like all of that comes within that package, right? And But yeah, he's leveraged too far. And I think recently, my theory is a lot of shit's been brewing in the background with the whole academics beef as well. I think that's played a factor into it with academics having beef with Rory and more Rory coming to academics' house, dropping letters, and then spending the last few months just roasting Rory and his um, alleged breakup as well. And Joe not taking sides. Mm, You know what I mean? I think that's played a part in there. And the whole business aspect, as Ollie's mentioned, I didn't really think about it before. Was it Rory went to Axe House, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, he went to Axe House. Yeah, delivered a fast or something, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Axe was on stream recently showing the letter, and they had his name. Livingston on it. Hey, shout out academics, man. Academics has everyone sweating right now, man. Don't know how he does it. Because he's got his own fan base, man. Like, academic, no one can take that away from him. He has his own fan base. So, in this instance, Rory and Moore and Joe, they they have the one fan base. So, it's like with them leaving, it leaves Joe at a big disadvantage. Do you know what I mean? Joe's got a fan base. Yeah, but he's got a fan base, but we watch it for the collective, right? Do you know what I mean? Nah. It ain't without I, I, I disagree with that, you know, because Joe's was doing amazing numbers on um, Everyday Struggle as well, but although that was back as well, 
and he did well on his Revolt TV show as well, I believe. I don't know what happened to that, but anyway, this is the thing, one of the things I want to say as well when Oli started talking. Oli, you mentioned how they turned down the $30 million Spotify deal, right? And that is a lot of money. Like, Joe Biden's not a billionaire to be turned down $30 million like that, but he thought he was going to get more. But I think something that he's being selfish on and maybe not understanding is that he's been signing all these other deals off on the side, right? And he'd be getting his paper up in many different ways. And maybe the others have not. They don't have the same pull as he does. So that money was easy for him to turn down, but not for them. So when they're like, oh, well, Joe probably got his house bought and has a car there, whatever. Do they have that? Mm, I don't think they do. And I, I don't think that their cash is as strong as this. Yeah, I, I saw a video on Instagram showing their faces when he announced that he's done a Patreon deal, they and he just—they look demoralized. They look, they look like yeah. someone. I saw, I saw that video. It was on Major Figs page. I remember yeah. he posted it, and and um, you see, you literally see, was it Miles like looking into the ceiling, <laughs> and Joe Biden sucking his own dick, basically like, oh yeah, he's compared himself to Steve Jobs and. Martin Luther King and all sorts of shit. I was like, and then, and, and, and then you, Roy's when, trying to when, contest and stuff, and it's just it's not working in Roy's favour. It's, it's hilarious. When when you watch the pod though, like I don't know, you get sucked into it. You like proper believe the hype. You're like, yeah, go on, good on you, Joe. He's like taking it to the system. Yeah, but, but then, then being the man, week is, <laughs> yeah, this week has kind of showed taught me like like. It's not rosy for everyone. Do you know what I mean? It exactly. Really that. Wasn't. I think that's the difference as well between, say, Joe and Charlemagne, right? That Charlemagne is a one-man band, and Joe Budden, although he is, his podcast isn't. I don't I know mean, like, because Angelique and had, DJ Envy kind of bring a good dynamic as well. That's that's not that's not Charlemagne's podcast, though. Oh no, it's not. I'm, I'm thinking of um, the podcast. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Everything he does, he does it with different people. So you can never ever say that when Charlemagne's doing well, it's because of someone. You know what I'm saying? Like even his book, his book that sold well, that's no one else. It's about Charlemagne. You know what I mean? But and yeah. I think with Charlemagne's mentality is well, Charlemagne. I feel he's happy to work in the system. Yeah, that's and you thing. can also see how he is. One thing I like about the Breakfast Club is. DJMV, Angela Yee, they've got their own stuff going on. They've leveraged that podcast, I'm sorry, that um, radio show to build their own stuff. Angela Yee's been doing podcasts for a long time. Envy and his missus joined the scene. Mm. Envy's got Charlie money from, from day. Yeah. He's got money from when you selling records with your money. So, <laughs> But that's, thing, I think, then, so. the point I'm making is that, like, Rory and Moore, they're more dependent, it kind of feels, on Joe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I absolutely 100% agree with that. They need Joe Budden in order for them to maintain the sort of lifestyle that they want to maintain, right? Whereas DJ Envy, he could retire today and he will still be living the same way to the day he does. And Angela Ye might not be in that same sort of position, but she probably isn't far from it. I'm pretty sure that she opened up her own, her own shop recently. Yeah, she's got, her own, she's got her own... She, Angela is in that position. She does the same things. Like, they all bring go. each other in. There you go. And also, the Breakfast Club was going for, what, 15 years? Or was it 10 years? Which, what they recently... Um, sorry, it was 10 years, wasn't it? Yeah, 10 years. So, like, 10 years of getting money. You know what I mean? Like, Joe Biden podcast was only on Spotify for, like, what, two years? Is that? So... Yeah, I can totally understand why Rory and Mal are pissed. I do feel bad for shitting on them, though. Like, but equally, I'm not shitting yeah. on them. I'm, no, not, I'm, not, them. I'm not saying I'm that you on are, Joe Biden, if anything. I kind of feel like they all need a bit of shitting on, but I feel bad for it because I like watching them. I feel bad that Joe isn't thinking outside of himself at the moment. Yeah. He's definitely being like, selfish, but he believes in what he's doing, isn't it? So sometimes when people are like that, they just don't see any other point of view. Yeah, you're right. But and I hope he's not listening to act too much either. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sad that they fell out because I feel like they had a little brotherhood going on when they were on Everyday Struggle, but 
Yeah, that's a bit of a mad one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I really feel bad for the woman on that show as well. I've forgotten her name, man, but she was a really good anchor. Um, like she kind of got fucked over by the whole thing as well. Oh cool. yeah, on everyday struggle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I forgot her name as well. See, her name should be prominent in our minds right now, but again, it's another situation that Joe Biden walked away from. Did he, or was he forced out? They didn't want to give him as much money as he wanted, didn't it? So, mm. yeah, and since, since they left, the the show's just gone to pot, isn't it? Yep. But that's just because they replaced it with the wrong person. No, but they could have got better people. <laughs> Yeah, Nadeska's her name, by the way. Um, oh, went on. She went on and got herself an Apple TV show. This is what I mean. Yeah. Like, when you have a platform like that, you leverage it to get other things. Whereas you haven't really seen that with Rory and Mole. Like, you don't know them from outside of the pod. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I think in that. Uh, they have personalities. I don't know what they were doing before, but I get the impression that they are people that are respected in New York in the sense that they probably be like people that could that were always influencers in New York before they started doing the podcast. A isn't like one of them in um, Drake's camp or isn't one of them like a producer or something like that? Uh, no, I don't think so. I doubt it. Yeah, I've uh, never heard of reference producer. Yeah, and the thing is, if you're a producer like that, yeah, you probably wouldn't have time to be doing a podcast like that as well. Not like a big time producer. I'm going to have to find this out. Detect. Parks, Parks, who's on it, is a sound engineer, but he's not a producer. Okay. That might be what I'm thinking of. All right. Yeah. Anyway, next topic. Cool, man. Well, just to end it, like, you guys have Joe Budden podcast. I know you listen religiously. Get it together, man. Come on, man. For real. Actually, I don't want to see that, that bad breakup. I don't know. They're, they're good together. I want to see them continue, but I feel like it's probably a case of Joe maybe needs to fold a little bit, get the bag on Spotify if it's still available. And, um, you know, we we can't uh, work out what the next move is whilst you're under contract, whilst you've got the money flowing in. Like, you know, you probably shouldn't be trying to start something up afresh whilst you're you're out of contract. You should be doing it whilst you're in contract and seeing how it goes and see if it's the right time to move over or, or, Resign up for another deal again, you know. I think uh, I, I think the doors of Spotify are closed. Like Joe has well and truly burned those bridges, bridges, and then he burned the ashes, and then he burned the ashes <laughs> of the ashes, and then he launched whatever's left into space. Like that is well, that is. I feel cool. like he put in a ninja bullet first as well, <laughs> <laughs> just to get it extra tiny, just to get them cinders, just on point. But I do think there is an opportunity for him to go elsewhere. Maybe Apple might take him. Or no, sound crash. Crash. no, no DSP is gonna want to risk that rebuttal. Do you know what I mean? The things go wrong. True. Mm. Yeah, and that's it. Um, you know, I just feel like yeah, it's a mad one. But anyway, let's talk about let's talk about um, Quavo, Saviti. Was it? Who was it? It's Prince Combs, isn't it? And um, do you? Why do you pronounce it Quavo? Is it isn't it Quavo? I'm pretty sure it's Quavo. I don't know. Pretty sure it's Quavo. Quavo, Quavo, same thing. Quavo sounds quite fresh. My uncles would pronounce it Quavo. Quavo. (laughs) You know what you're thinking about it, like quake, quaint, quiet. So it is Quavo. You're right. Cool, cool, cool. Glad you got that. So why don't we um, call it Knight? And why do we call it Knight when it's got a K? What? 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 Because you're trying to apply logic in English language when logic doesn't apply to English language. But the logic. Mm. Why is the K silent in Knight? You've got Knight. You've got knowledge. Why? Why is it not knowledge? Why is it not knack? You got. Oh my god. Anyway, we're not here to have English lessons right now. 
sorry, buddy, I'm sorry, are you working on because. Manny, Mate, I'm punching them keys, oh, boy. <laughs> Manny, go <laughs> me then, go me. <laughs> I want to know why the key's silent. <laughs> Manny is punching them keys at his door tomorrow, man. <laughs> There's dust left. There's nothing but dust. <laughs> <laughs> Manny, Manny's keyboard is dust now. Just dust, dust. <laughs> Just pick up the remains and blow it into the air, bruv. Just... <laughs> Oh, the word man. night with its silent K and silent J is cognate with the German word for servant, necht, where every letter is pronounced. So then why is a G silent in lasagna? Because real G's moving silent. Boom. That's what I wanted to hear. Anyway, Quavo, 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 Quavo. Quavo lost his wifey. She says that he cheated. He hasn't actually made a comment on it, so maybe he did. But basically, she left him, and what happened? She was on was it Justin LeBoy's. Is it a podcast? Is it a chat show or whatever it is? She was on it, and along with her ex-boyfriend, um, Prince. Is Prince? Is it Prince Combs? Why isn't it? Mr. Combs, we'll call him Mr. Combs. Yes. Justin. My brother's Justin. And um, she was just telling it all, basically. She was talking about how she wanted to have a train run on her. She was talking about um, if she had to if she had to move on. What did she say? If she had to move on from a guy right now, who would she, who would she move on with? And she gave like some mad answers and it's like, Oh, that's it. Oh, that's what it was. She said, if you had to have a threesome with like any girl, who would you pick, right? And she was like, oh, she'd pick a guy. And then everyone's like, oh my God, he's just disrespecting Quavo. Quavo. Quavo, for fuck's sake, man. You fucked me off, you know, man. Why are you done that for? I'm just correct, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, I heard that. I was like, that's all mad, isn't it? But, um, yeah, she she's just been going a bit loose now. Well, not even going loose, but saying things that you know you wouldn't say if you was in a relationship. So after that, after that um, interview that she had, it later she has to come out on Twitter after and say, "Oh yeah, um, I'm not in a relationship." So basically, what I said wasn't an issue. And then Quavo come back and said, um, "I wish you were the best." Try to give like a nice and loving goodbye message, essentially. And she just replied back with, take care. Like she was boy enough to think about she's taking the piss. I, I, I personally would feel really aggrieved if a girl did that to me. And I wouldn't have it. Like That girl would just be dead to me at that point. So it'd be interesting to see what happens next. But yeah, it's a bit mad. What are you guys thinking? Um, I don't think much of it. I just found it hilarious how the sisters got involved and the auntie got involved, and there was a lot of threats. Yeah, I found that hilarious. It's it's a breakup. Just just let them deal with it. Let's not put too much stock in it. Like, who thought they were going to last? I just don't think any of these ones last. I feel like they're not designed to last. I think it's like out of convenience, right? Like, if you're a celebrity and you're dating someone, it's good. if it's a regular person, it's going to be a lot of pressure. Like, paparazzi being in their eye, like, always wondering where you are. But if you're dating another celebrity who lives another high-profile lifestyle like you, mm. I think it's just easier. That's why, like, if you look at someone like Ludacris, once he married his girl, uh, is it Eudoxie, I think her name is? Yeah, Eudoxie, yeah, yeah. He That's kind of like yeah, like he was like transitioning into like a quieter lifestyle. So like he's he's a movie star now, he does stuff, but he's not as in the public eye as he used to be. Mm, mm. And like, I think that's true for a lot of famous people who marry people that aren't famous. Mentioning talking about um Ludacris, shout out him. He's got a new show coming to um Netflix very soon. It's based on the life of his daughter Karma. Yeah. And um it's meant to be tying in hip-hop music with, like, stories for young children. So that's pretty good. I'm actually really excited to see that and hear what he's cooked up. Indeed, indeed, same. Um, okay, so 
Manny, what's your thoughts? There really ain't much really to think about on this one. I think it's just two people. They've come to the end of the run. And that's it, really. Like, it's not... Like, I don't feel as though it's a treacherous situation. I feel like, you know... Apparently, she's like a businesswoman, right? She's Yeah, like, again, taking an act, eh? Yeah, I didn't... I think she... She sees things in black and white and isn't caught up in all the gloss of the romance, you know? It's like, if I'm with a man, he has to be able to offer me something. If he can't, then I'm out. And that's it, really. Apparently, like, apparently, Kwaru has given her a lot of money previously in order to save their relationship. So... I kind of get the impression that she was properly on the slight leech, like straining him off his finances. But you know what? Yeah, some guys like that sort of thing. Like, they do. Like, you know, like even if you're going to take it to like a, a bit of a seedier environment, you get these women online, like these financial dominatrixes, and they just have guys sending them money and they just be chatting shit to these guys and they like it. So maybe. Craver is one of those guys that's liking it and that's what Sariti was doing to him. But equally, I feel as though when you're in that type of relationship, you end up making money as well because you become like a paparazzi darling. Yeah, sure. It was a mutually beneficial situation for him because like, you put it this way, um, offsets with Cardi, he's a Sariti and they become like a double trouble couple, supple, Falafel white situation. So it's like they just had they, everyone was just following them and seeing what they were doing. People were rooting for them, you know, there were a couple goals, all that sort of shit. So I wouldn't be surprised if if they gained some sponsorships off that sponsored posts. Uh, so we usually make your money off her post for like um fashion over and stuff like that. So they definitely both ate well off that relationship, but I think that Sariti probably was the bigger beneficiary than Quavo because you know Quavo is making hit music even with the Migos not releasing any music together for a while Quavo is still being on hit tracks so yeah that's my view that's my view anyway we've got another album to review or is there any more more news that anyone wants to cover yeah, I think let's get the last album review out of the Let's uh, jump into the review. Revisit. All right, cool. Leave the way then. Boom. All right, cool. So the last album we will be touching today is um, To Kill the Sunrise by Koti Okota, the friend. Um, and it's produced by Static Selector. Um, I'll start off by saying I, I usually I've got quite a West Coasty vibe from this album. I don't know if this guy is a West Coast artist, but yeah, um, I enjoyed it a lot. I felt as though it was a vibe through from the beginning all the way to the end. I think the track length was just the right amount of tracks on this. Um, lyrically, he seemed like he could just flow, flow really well. There was no, was, I think actually, I was about to say there's no features. There was one feature, um, Hayley the Supreme, or Hayley Supreme, and they were really dope too. Um, yeah, my standout track was probably with the one feature, Go Now. Nobody? Um, yeah, I'll go next. So I really enjoyed this album. Um, I enjoyed it just as much as Benny's. Very different in sound. This is more chilled vibes. Like you can play in any setting and it's, it's just going to bang. I think it's going to bang really well during the summertime, like around barbecues and stuff like that. But it's just Static Slitter doesn't miss. The beats are really good. They're really chilled. Lyrics are on point, flow, content, 
everything is, is just really good. Um, I had a fun blast with this album. A fun blast? That don't even make sense. I had a blast with this album. I've listened to it non-stop. I was listening to it this morning. I, I, I like it a lot. Um, it's been a good week for our albums. So. I agree. The quality or oh, I, I interested to, to the Benny uh, the Butch album again, but I agree with what you're saying there, that the quality just seemed to be good this week. Yeah, and um, it started off solid and it ended even better. So it's just a really solid album. And my favourite track, I think, was... It was... Sunrise. That was a really solid track. Matt? Cool. So, for me, I I really enjoyed this album. I, I first heard of Coat with a Friend um, a couple, well, not a couple of years, but I think it was like last year I first heard about him. And he had an album called Everything. And I just, uh, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was, it was an album that was really placed him in a, in a box for me that would not see him work in the static selector. So I placed Coda Defend in the same sort of box as like maybe like a Chance the Rapper, a Saba type. So when I heard that he was making that album with Static Selector, I was like, did I read that right? Or maybe this isn't Coda Defend, maybe this is Coda the Fiend instead. Like who who is this it what's going on here? But um yeah it was it was it was what it was and I listened to it thinking to myself at least I'm gonna get some good beats and good bars. Whether they're going to marry together, I'm not so sure. But they did. It was a really good album. Um, really good quality throughout. And although I felt the start was a little bit slow, um, it really picked up straight after. Um, tracks three and four, The Cold and The Love, two of my favorite tracks on the album. The Love is my favorite track on the album. But um, it's a 10-track album. And even so, I'm saying that my favorite came as track four. Tracks five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten are still very good tracks. So it's not a case of it peaks early and then turns to shit. It's, it's not that it's always a solid project. And I could always say I really appreciate these one rapper, one producer albums because you get this situation whereby um, it's just a cohesive output. You're not trying to mix and match all these different producers that are working in the silos. You have just two artists that are collaborating together day in, day out in the studio sharing their message and it comes out really well. So To Kill a Sunrise by Coated the Friend and Static Selector is a very, very good album. Um, what's your rating, guys? It's a four from me. Like, it's just, it's the same as Benny. Like, he can, he can see the five, but it's, it's a four. Yeah, it's a, it's a four for me, and yeah, it's, it's it's really just solid. Like people need to know about Kota. So, like I say, he's excellent, and he hasn't got the same level of stardom as the other. I put him in the same bracket as like Chance and Saba, but he deserves it because he's solid. His lyrics are impressive and he's always on point with his lyrics it's not like he's talking about random shit he stays on on topic so yeah i really appreciate it so yeah sweet sweet i feel like it's like a short and sweet podcast this week yeah man it's been concise we to the point it's about to it yeah man it's been a good mm. one i guess there wasn't really too many crazy things happening this week you know so, yeah, yeah, not too many. I guess there was um, this, there was the one other thing I guess about um, certain spiritual healer, spirit man of God, that decided to <laughs> go and fuck loads of women that were not his wife. Oh, but, um, days. It's okay. I should have faced like that. So he he, he had relations with the intimate nature of inter- oh, That's right, and that is not just. Um, 
sex. It was also messaging, as he said, and and flirting and checking up on and stuff like that. I, I watched the video. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I thought to myself, like, why? This is why I don't live my life publicly like that. You know, people don't need to know my my love life, what's going on a bit, because when you push that sort of stuff in front of people's faces, and especially if you try to make out that your your shit is better than other people's shit, right? Then you have to then essentially ostracism when things go wrong. You know what I mean? Like if you date in a woman and you put her all over your Instagram, then you break up. Then you have to tell all your Instagram followers, oh yeah, by the way, me and her are no longer dating. I ain't got time for that. None of your business. Ain't nobody got time for that. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's dead. But then, did you see the part two? Did you see what the woman did after? Well, when she tried to defend her honour. Yeah, with, with the with the boy. Um, so I never, <laughs> I never watched part one or part two. I'm not really invested Mate, in these. Yeah, the, the second part was hilarious. Like, if you thought the first part was funny, the second part is hilarious because she's got some deep spiritual talks, right? All because her man decided that he was a dick down off a woman. Like, like, come on, man. Like, that's not no. God wasn't sending you on a special mission or anything. Your husband just wanted to cheat. It's that, it's that simple. But whatever, man. People believe what they want to believe in life, and it? so it's not for me to tell them not to. But I just thought that was um, a bit crazy. And if I was her, I would. Um, I don't think that cheating has to automatically mean that a relationship suffers or or stops. Should I say? But um, okay, let's put it away. I don't think I would accept it myself. But I know people do overcome that sort of thing. But I don't think that when someone cheats, it has to be about God. Like it's, I don't know. I, I'm not. A, I'm not a religious person. But if someone chooses to cheat, they just choose to cheat. It's that. It is what it is. You know. But yeah, yeah I get what you're saying. Like for me personally, if someone cheated, um, trust is gone. I, I can't be with someone I don't trust. Yeah. So it's just, it's just not good for your mental. Every time they go out, it's like, what? Right, they go to the cinema with their girls or are they going to a Jack's house to get dicked down? You know what I mean? Like, what is it really? So, yeah. What's your view on it, Manny? Yes. Uh, it, like, I feel for the, I feel for the partner, the female in the relationship. And I feel for his fans because this guy, like, sells an image of perfection that he himself couldn't attain. Does that make sense? Like, he probably gave advice to end loads of relationships, but couldn't handle it in his own relationship. Does that make sense? Well, you know what they say, right? Some of the best coaches of all time have never played the game. <laughs> yeah, and it's more than applicable in this situation, right? Yeah, it's like you won't know exactly what you want to do. It's an interesting one. It's definitely more it's definitely an interesting one. Well, I guess next week we've got some new tunes coming out. We've got the Rod Wave um, album to review. What albums have you guys seen that are coming out? Um, good question. Next week. We should have oh Young Dolph and Key Glock. They dropped. Um, okay. Big Big my take. Okay, really. And why be young in the mirror? He's There's a draw album as well. Um, that dropped. Uh, oh, I forgot their names. The one of them is actually I'm not gonna. Yeah, I didn't want to say that. I was thinking that I should. But yeah, since you mentioned it, Matt, it was me. Um, yeah, one of them is Mark Dunham's son. Um, oh, the OFB to what? Yes, exactly. OFB. I didn't know that dropped this week. Okay, we'll see yeah. that for sure. I think Corey Lorraine is dropping a lot of singles as well right now. So that'd be interesting. She dropped mm-hmm. No More Parties remix with Lil Dirk recently as well, didn't she? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. <sighs> Have you right. seen uh, Little Nas X's video? I haven't, you know. I wasn't really checking for it either. But <laughs> you should is it good? Watch, watch it and then we'll talk about it in the next part. Please. Is it magic? Yeah, that's your hero. 
I'll let you know what pretty means, but all I'm saying is watch it. We can talk about the next one. You heard it here first, It's the color scheme of the video, reminiscent of a fruit salad bowl. It's reminiscent <laughs> of watch it and you'll find out. Before we wrap up, um, let's talk about some ISIL stuff. Have you guys been following Falcon and Winter Soldier? Oh my god, I have, I have. I'm what what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? It is so much better than one division so far, man. It is so Do much you better. think? Yeah. What about you? You don't agree? Uh, I kind of, I feel like it's really good. I feel like WandaVision and Falcon are on the same high, high level. You bargain. You no, after, come after on. After the first two episodes of WandaVision, did you think it was as good as Falcon the Winter Soldier after the first two episodes of that? No, but you have to remember the first, first like three episodes were um, one and a half hours, like, <laughs> whereas yeah, whereas with Falcon and Winter Soldier, we've already got two hours, and next week we'll probably be halfway through. Um, yeah, and I think in those two hours, honest, like I, they cemented themselves. I, I do hear what you're saying, and I agree with you somewhat. But I have to say though that they decided to release one division in that way. If they felt that it should have been, like for example, the first two episodes should have probably been one. And maybe probably the following two episodes should have been one as well. They should have done that. But they decided to long it out. So that, in a sense, was their own fault for making it lower quality, if you like. But um, no, I hear what you're saying. And yeah, but for me, Falcon Winter Soldier is a lot better. And I think that Falcon pissed me off as well with that show a bit. But we see how it goes going forward. With no spoilers, but is that because of what he did to hand him some back? Some of the stuff he did in the some first of the stuff episode. He does at the beginning. Some of the stuff he, some of the stuff he does at the beginning. Yeah. Just to sleep at the start. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. Uh, also, uh, Snowfall this season is going crazy. Cool. Anyone that's watched, anyone that has or, or hasn't watched Snowfall, needs to start watching it now. People that are watching it, the snow no this season is going crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, I need to show me that as well. Once Stick I finish up. The Office, I'll start that, actually. The oh, fucking Office, bro. The Office, the office is top tier. You need random, to put yeah. in your black brother, Damson Idris. That's what you need to be doing, yeah? I started yeah, watching The Office as well. The Office is pretty good. Are you watching the American one, yeah? Yeah, the American one. Yeah, it's really good. My boy, Darryl. My boy, Darryl and my boy, Stanley. Jeez. Jeez. Anyway, <laughs> guys... It's been a pleasure. What's, awesome. the, what's, your, what's your handles? Yeah, look, follow me, Manyes9 on Twitter. Follow Isos, Isos underscore on Instagram. Isos underscore on Twitter. Oli? You can find me on Twitter at OCClark underscore 10. Yeah, that's it. Nothing else. And you can follow me at Mr. Matty Lee. And on Twitter, that is, and on Instagram at Mr. Underscore Matty Lee. Guys, it's been, I hope you enjoyed this pod. See you next week. Ciao. The ASOS Podcast.